God bless you and welcome to Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. You're joining myself, Reverend Ben Cooper and Simon Pinchbeck today as we gather across the mics, across the table of truth as we've got chocolate biscuits and we have a cup of coffee. But more, 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 more powerful than that, we have the Word of God. You are redeemed. This is a powerful time. We are in Holy Week. There is a lot of things happening in the theatrical performance of the church and religion. But what does this week really mean to you as a believer? It is about redemption. It is about salvation. It is about the grace of God. It is the power of the living Christ. You are redeemed. Doesn't matter about what the world says. Doesn't matter about what the church says. Doesn't matter about what anybody says about you. You are a son and a daughter of the living God. And our Father in heaven is for you. But this week is a beautiful week in the world of Christianity. Redemption. And Simon has brought that interesting title to the mics. I am redeemed. Simon, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Ben. I think we can just about stop there, mate. Finished, you, I'm you, gone. <laughs> Let's go and have not cross bumps. <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've summed it up really well, mate. Banged to it. be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, well done. Well done. Well done, yeah, young yeah, man. Yeah, the Lord is speaking through today. Yeah, Thank no, you, the... bruv. Keep bigging me up. Keep bigging me up. Because it's all about me. <laughs> it's all about you, yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's great to be across the mics. with you. Great to be back here in Swanley, Ben. Um, uh, and, yeah, the, the title today is... I am redeemed. You know, Ben, we're going to have a look at this in the yeah. time that we've got. And, and because I do believe that there's many, many people out there that, you know, have got a faith. Yeah. But they but. they don't believe or realise what it took for them to get that faith. They don't realise what it, what, what it took Jesus Christ to, to go through, to get that, to get he had to die for us to be saved so so we're going to look look into that a little bit deeper and we're going to look into really um people's salvation and how they came how they think they're saved and whether they are or not because it's it's super important right now and and you know, you, I'm pleased you called it the Holy Week because it is the Holy Week, Ben. You know, we're, we're, Easter is a, um, a a name that's been put on it, but Easter really is more akin to fluffy chickens and rabbits and, and, yeah. and Easter, Easter egg hunts and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? You know? Yeah, but who's doing it? The church. The church. Come to church and find an Easter egg. <laughs> Hang on, I want to come to church and find salvation. You yeah, know, yeah, we'll come you and have not cross bun. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come and have a not cross bun. Jesus loves you. Yeah. You're not talking about my Jesus. My yeah. Jesus came to set me free for redemption. Don't give me another rock cross bun. That is about the strength <laughs> of the preaching across the church this day and age, isn't it? Oh, mate, it's it's, it's very very it's weak, soft, isn't it? And it's you know, let's it's not fluffy. offend anybody. Let's get people in. But then the truth is, look, come on, look, bring it. Uh, if we go into I'm, I'm, you know, I will say, Ben, if we go into the Bible... Again. Because <laughs> we've got it out here on the table, don't we? If we go into the Bible, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says this, Ben. It says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your aimless conduct, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, the as blood. a lamb without blemish and without spot. Oh, I love that, Simon. Yeah. This is a this is yeah. the day. This is the day of redemption. Every day is the day of redemption. So, what? Why am I redeemed? Because He loves me. So, salvation is a gift, as we know, that is being given by God. 
You have been saved by grace. So we are saved. We are washed. And what else does that mean? Redemption. So this week, Holy Week, is a very powerful week, isn't it? But what I see is religion is just acting out another festival. When does it really? It's waving the palm branches. It's shouting. It's hollering. You know, you've got Catholicism. You've got the Church of England. You've got the Pentecostal movement. You've got all these movements doing all this stuff, putting it on. But are we preaching the cross? The cross, redemption. I think sometimes we're so far away from it, Ben, mm. aren't we? Look, what does that mean? I, I, look, I don't know whether I'm, I'm on the right track here, but I see it that um, it's a ransom that was paid for us. You, you were exactly right. We are loved. We, we are the loved Bible tells unconditionally. Us that we are, but not by the love that religion and church portrays. When you think about the love, the agape love, the yeah. love that God showed and displayed in John three sixteen, that love was the death of his son. That's not light and fluffy and clouds and, and jumping and dancing. That love is a brutal love. Yeah, very, very much so, Ben. Um, and... You know, we we know we were wonderfully and fearfully made, and we were made Beautiful. in the image yeah. of Christ. But <laughs> you know, we all like sheep and, and and have gone away. And 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 for us to for for God to actually give His own Son as a ransom for our lives—that is, think about that, Ben. So, actually, I'm I'm gonna. I've got to be careful here because this week is, to me, is a week of very, it's in a very unemotional journey because he saved a sinner like me. As that great gospel writer writes, a wretched man am I. I am the lowest of the low. I'm talking about me now. I'm the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of the low. And if you think you're low, you want to get inside my head. I'm low, right? But I realize that I am redeemed. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. All have sinned and fallen short of his glory. There is no one on this earth that is worthy of the son. But because of his love, that is the agape love, and John 3.16, and not this wishy-washy pink rose petaled love that the church is portraying, you want to see love, go to the cross of Calvary. That will That is the brutal love. That is the love of God. Yeah, and I think you, Ben, I, I, do you think there's not enough people pointing to the cross? No. Is there? There's not enough explanation of what happened on the That's cross. That's love. God is love. You know, for, for us to, to be redeemed, for us to be ransomed. A price had to be paid. And as it said in, in this scripture you know but with the precious blood of christ as a lamb without blemish now he is no blame he, he, he just got he was crucified <laughs> he was crucified as a as a sacrifice on on the cross and and the pain we've explained it before in some of these podcasts the pain of actually being nailed to the cross was bad enough but the ultimate pain and suffering for for the father and for jesus was the fact that when jesus said my my god my god why have you forsaken me Mm. the separation is the separation of 
Jesus from the Father. He never remember if you remember, if you listen to this out there. Remember that Jesus did not do anything without no. consultation with the Father. He had constant consult, and that's on offer because of his yeah. his death for us too. But at that time, the Father could not look at him. Why? Because he had your sin. He had mm. my sin. The sin of all the world, and this world is a wicked terrible place at times all all that sin of the past all that sin of the present and all Mm -hmm. that sin of the future poured out on top of his son jesus christ he couldn't look at him he couldn't look at him so what you're saying simon is that there was a transaction there was a transaction and we automatically think of uh, judas iscariot 30 pieces of silver that dirty money, that that dirty money, shows you how dirty money is amongst the church. You know, the church is always on about money, dirty money. That was dirty money. But the but what had to happen? There had to be a blood sacrifice. There is only one atonement. There is only one that could take away the sins of the world. There is only one that could set the captives free. And to understand the basic understanding and the basic principle of redemption. It, it is it is a switching over and it is a taking back. So through the Garden of Eden, we lost what we should have had. So so God put in in a plan, the redemption plan, and it took all them thousands of years over the timeline of history through the Word of God, through everything we see in the Old Testament. And when Isaiah prophesies of there is a redeemer, there is a redeemer, redemption. This is what this week is about. This is what actually, to be fair. Every day we should be reminded that we are redeemed, not just because it's a hot cross bun season in Asda and Morrison's and all the shops and the church is just following <laughs> pattern with the westernised calendar because that's all we are doing. And let me tell you this, you won't find the word Easter in the Bible. What you will find is the Passover. Christ said three times in the book of Matthew, prepare for the Passover, the Passover. This is the passing over. What is it the passing over of? The angel of death. Who was it? Lucifer? No. God. And what did he say? The blood will be a sign. Is the church talking about the blood of Jesus? No. We need sound doctrine. We need the power of the word of God. And Simon has brought a very powerful word to the table. Redemption. Am I redeemed? Am I worthy of redemption? Am I saved? I think that's that's a really good question that we need to ask ourselves Every single one of us needs to ask that question to ourselves, Ben, because when you look at a price that was paid... Because that's what it's about, the price. When you look at a price that was paid, and he says in um, in Titus 2.14, he says he, that he might... He says, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify God, himself from... God himself his own special people was zealous for good works so look at that as a scripture so the price that was paid by god's son who was absolutely sinless and and pure without blame and pure the price that was paid for your salvation my salvation i ask a question today is this is the church and certain aspects of the church making it so easy to be saved or suggesting or inviting people to say a little prayer <laughs> come down the front if you truly mean it god no 
and you're saved. You, uh, to be honest, Ben, when you when you look at the price that Jesus paid, that God the Father paid, the price that they both paid mm. for the separation, our salvation, the separation, the darkness that was the darkness, hovering, the pain, the suffering. Father, forgive them all the way, right the way until the last sentence when the world was changed, when Christ said, it is finished. What was he talking about? What he was saying was, the law was finished, and now I'm here because I'm the saviour of the world. You are entering into a new covenant. You're safe by the blood. So I want to ask you this question, Ben. When you put the severity of it, in, in those terms, and the importance of it in those terms, for someone to say a small prayer, which you won't find in the Bible. Where is it? Nowhere. You won't find the salvation prayer, the sinner's Nowhere. prayer, anywhere in the Bible. No. Someone to say, and put the razor hand up in an emotional state or whatever. So it's putting the strength back on the human. I've decided that today I'm going to say the sinner's prayer. No way. And then the fruit of that is that you carry on living mm. your life yeah. just as you Was. lived it before. But I'm saved because I said a little prayer. And the pastor and the preacher and the teacher and the bishop and the canon, they hired a stadium. I run down the front in euphoria and in emotion rather than understanding what I'm actually doing. Good point. I've been saved five Real times in point. conferences. I've seen that happen. I've heard people Serious say statement. that. Yeah. How many times have people run to the front? And what would have passed? Listen, you know, I've been part of it. I, I, you know, I was yes. sick, but, uh, the, uh, the, but the, this, the, this is this is the drum of the church. This is the this is the severity that we are living. We are living in the book of Revelations. We are living in the end times, and the scripture says, "Work out your salvation with fear and trembling." Come on. This so, week is about the blood of Jesus, not about palm trees, not about the performance of church and religion and the passion of the Christ and everything that goes with that. Because when you look at all that, you're looking at how the church is portraying it when it's quite away from Scripture. I, honestly, Ben, I think, um, and I saw something um, that in in the week, I, I saw a little YouTube clip, a clip of uh, a guy called Paul Washer and oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Valdi Bolcom. They were both saying this: they've declared war on on the sinner's prayer. They say they say yeah, it's the prayer yeah. that God hates the most, and and you got to you can't not agree with them. You've got to agree with them because what's the scripture? What's the scriptural base? What is the when you look so, at that? So so what you get, Ben, is this: yeah. you get you'll get um, and and many of the listeners will, will concur with this. You'll get someone doing a sermon, yeah, on something other than the gospel. It might be tithing. It might yeah, be yeah, yeah, it yeah. might be I don't know, just living yeah. life or whatever. And then at the end, the soft music will come on, and come and go, receive Jesus. He'll go. Come and receive Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and then people will walk down the front. And why am I walking down the front? Because I'm feeling guilty. Because I'm the only one left in the seat. And then, and then they'll say, "Congratulations, you're welcome into the kingdom of God." Can you feel this form? You're please? now a son. <laughs> Can you feel this form? I used to see it, you know, at, at yeah. um, men's conferences. Ben, mm. um, you'd have a fifty hundred. Fellas run yeah. to the front. Yeah, they'd yeah. be clapped into the kingdom and they'd yeah. be cheering or whatever. Then they'd be asked to go to a prayer room to, you know, yeah. to. You'd lose half of them. Yeah. Between between, 
the front and the prayer right. tent, you'd yeah. lose them. And then, and then you'd see half them in the beer tent. In the beer tent, you're exactly right. And they're going saved again, saved again. We're in a very There's serious. No importance put on this. The the gospel hadn't even been preached, Ben. I, I, I the gospel's not been explained. And that, preached. That's correct. Yeah, the gospel. We know that we don't actually need the gospel to be preached for God to work. We clearly understand that, but when there's a manipulation of religion and ministries using it for statistical purposes in enlarging the ministry rather than lifting up the Messiah, we have a serious issue in religion. Now, when you think of Billy Graham, you think of the Great Crusades, we're not taking anything away from that because there are many that know that they've been saved in Crusades and God has used that. But where we sit at this moment, it is very important to understand is that the church with just within the UK, and we have to use the word church because we all say we're, we're, we're church, we're church goers and this and that. Does the church that I go to preach Jesus Christ and the blood? Does the church talk about doctrine does it talk about grace and mercy and sanctification and redemption and being redeemed does it talk about that all year if it's not talking about it all year it's not the church of jesus christ because every day is a day of redemption every day is the day of salvation simply because i am a sinner and i'm falling continuously but by the power of the holy spirit through the power of redemption through the power of justification, I'm getting slowly but surely cleaner as I go. So one hit ain't going to do it. It's not, not going to do it, Ben. It's a no, daily, it's, daily tread. It is a daily tread where... where what you, did Paul write, Simon? Well, you know, where you, where you give more of your old life... Every day. Jesus, every day. That's, Pick up your cross. That's what it means. I've been. He said in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's not I that live, but Christ who lives in me. So if Christ is living in you, how can you go on living mm. like they were before? You yeah. can't. Because, why? Because someone has sold you, as you quite rightly said, maybe manipulated you. Someone has sold you the lie that mm. saying a small prayer Yeah. Gets you into the kingdom of heaven. And there's a lot a of... one time, a one-time thing. A one-time thing. When actually the sinner's prayer is irrelevant, what is more important is the Lord's Prayer and the Bible. Galatians 2.20, Simon has already quoted this and I have it in front of me. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So every day is well, a redemption yeah, day. every day is a redemption day. Every hour is a redemptive hour. So every time I go into church, I should be hearing the blood of Jesus, the cross of salvation. Well, the thing is, some churches are going, Ben, don't even a cross in the church. Do you I know anymore? I, I know of a local church around us that took the cross off and replaced it with a... TV. Think well, about that, man. Serious, because the, the cross, cross is offensive, isn't it? The cross can be offensive. The to cross those. can be offensive. It's, it's funny. It's interesting. You mentioned Billy Graham, and, and uh, I got a mate of mine who, who was down in in Wales, and, and in Wales, I think they had about I don't know 
they had thousands of people going near him when he came over and yeah. did his, his um, all his stuff, and and they had uh, I think three thousand people respond to the gospel, and just before my mate went up to speak, a guy shoved something in his hand and yeah. and said, and he looked at it, it said. 3,000 responded at Billy Graham's, Billy Graham's talk. Okay, so break it down a little bit more. He said, he said, two years later, and I don't know how they got this, but they got it. He said, two years later, only 30 were going on with the Lord. Yeah. So there you've got this great Bible. Right. I'm going to introduce a word that could be quite controversial, the Kundalini spirit. The church is caught in euphoria. You pulled that one out of the bag, didn't you? Eh? Pulled that one right out of the bag. <laughs> right? The church is caught in a false revival, a revival that is not from the Messiah, a false feeling. The church is using itself as a as a body. Yeah, we know it's the body, but the body is a gateway. So we need to be very careful what we open ourselves up to spiritually. The church is very pagan at the moment. The church has witchcraft operating in it. The church has black magic, white magic. The church has so much operating within itself. There are many churches, especially in Kent, that have um, carvings in the building because they was um, medieval churches. Um, what, what was his name? Uh, the God of the Forest. So there are many pulpits with carvings of foreign gods in the pulpits, and the clergy don't even know they're in. They're hidden in certain places up in there. So we have a lot of churches within Kent and around the surrounding areas that are that are very mystical in in lots of sort of things that are going on. So when you talk about the church, the church, I'm going to have to say it is in a very dangerous place. It's immensely dangerous, Ben. You've you know, you've only got to look at some um, Catholic churches and and other churches where they've got, um, you know, they worship Mary, don't they? Yeah. You know, which is uh, and they, you know, call her the Queen of Heaven, which is yeah, another yeah. pagan, yes. and, another and, pagan, another pagan route. Mm. You know, and because the devil, the enemy, always imitates, doesn't he? And he, he has does. his own false yeah, yeah. trinity as as well. So, so yeah, you've got we've got to be awful, awfully careful, but. This thing, Ben, this saying this little prayer and thinking you're one time saved, you know, you it's a daily it's a daily thing. It's a it's a daily thing where well let me put it to you like this, if I may. The people often really they've written books on, on your purpose. What is your purpose? What is your purpose of life? What is your purpose? Your purpose. What is your purpose? Yeah. Well the purpose of each and every person that God created is to become more of an image of Christ. I'm a slave to righteousness. Daily. I'm a Isn't servant. It? We have to be daily yes. getting more like Christ. That's Christ-like. our purpose because God loves us so much. He wants us He yeah. wants us to to be in the image of his son Jesus yeah. Christ. That's correct. That's correct. So the role model, I don't even like to use the word role model, the one that I look to is Jesus. Well, the, the you know... The, 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 the pioneer. Hebrews chapter everything. 12. We owe him everything. Everything. Why do we owe that? Because he redeemed us. He redeemed us. He Redemption. redeemed us. We, he ransomed his own life. You know, it says... 
cursed is anyone uh, he says christ has in galatians it says christ has redeemed us from the curse of law having become a curse for us mm. so he's become a curse for us so ben this is it god loved the world so much that he gave us his only son he gave us his only son imagine doing that giving it, yeah and for he died for our sin he yes he, rose he died for again. our sin, for our iniquities, transgressions. The whole lot. The whole shebango. He died for our sin. Our sin put him on the cross. He died for our sin. He rose again to accept us, mm. to save us yeah. if we accepted is, him. Isn't it interesting that that what, what well, I, I'd say it's interesting because Simon's just triggered a thought pattern that Christ died for us. It wasn't the church that put him on the cross. It wasn't Pilate. It wasn't Herod. It was actually the scripture. The scripture was fulfilled. So when you look at what was happening at the crucifixion, it was written about. It was prophesied about. God spoke the crucifixion into being. It wasn't the power of the soldiers. It wasn't the three nails that kept him on the cross. It wasn't... Them, them people, that audience, the pilots, the herods, the, the soldiers, the one that beat Christ in the, in, in the courtyard, the high priest, they had no power over him whatsoever. And how do you know that, Ben? Because the scripture says when Herod and Pilate, and my, my mind escapes me at this second because of just so much going on, I believe it was, uh, Herod, someone that might have to correct me, but I will find out. It was either Herod or Pilate. And one of them said, I have the power to either crucify you and to, or to free you. And Jesus looked him in the eyes and said, you have no power or authority over me, but only because it has been given from above. So the crucifixion, redemption, has come into being because God put it into position. He put it into position and... That if you think of it yes. like that, and I think I, I think that you come up with a, a, a real good yeah. bit there, Ben. You know, because if you think of not yes. a bit like that, that God put it in, into position, yeah. then Jesus, the night before he Amen. died, when he got when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he came back, yes. and we said it many times, and he said, he said, "Take this cup away from me." You've got it. Come on, Simon. Yet yeah, not. My will, but your will be done. So he the knew, will, the new, it's the will of the Father was for his son to die. Yeah. So it wasn't the strength of the audience. It wasn't the pilot and the Herod. It wasn't the soldiers that was beating him and dragging him. God wrote that. God allowed that to happen. So the church at the moment, I'm going to be careful how I present my words. We need to be careful because he's not a God that will be mocked. He's a jealous God. He's a God of wrath. He's a God of anger and judgment. And if certain areas of church regarding so many things thinks that it can manipulate the scripture when God put redemption into being, actually who is redeemed? So how can the sinner's prayer have any forbearance on salvation? No, it can't. It can't. It can't, Ben. No human lips can. No, it's... Because it's already been predestined. Let me read Lamentations. What? Lamentations? Is that even in the Bible? Is that, is that in the Bible? 
<laughs> Lamentations chapter three verses fifty-seven God, and fifty-eight. Today. I can actually pronounce it, and I live in Swanley. I can pronounce lamentations. Uh, God's put it in your mouth, mate. The Lord is good to yeah, Swanley. Yeah. Right, verse seven, uh, fifty-seven. Sorry, of chapter three of Lamentations. You come near when I call you. Now, this is really important. Man has no power to receive the living God. Christ has to present himself to humanity before the human being suddenly realizes, I've got to believe. So before we say, I believe in Jesus, he already prepared the stony ground, the heart. He prepared, he has presented himself to you and to me. So no one can resist salvation. And it says in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 57, You come near to me when I called you, and you said, Do not fear. It says, You, Lord, took up my case. You redeemed my life. God calls everyone. God speaks to everyone. There come, and, and, and also we have to mention, because this is scripture, not everyone will receive salvation. It's quite a bleak look, isn't it? Yeah, but the sad, the saddest thing about that is, Ben, is that if you've been told that by saying that little prayer... That you've made it. You've made it. Then it puts a lie, it, it? puts the strength on you. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you're the one that can go, no, I, 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 it's impossible for a human being of, of earth form... To resist a supernatural God. If I believe that God created the heavens and the earth and he is stretching out the universe and he is before time, how dare me think that I can go, I'm not going to receive you, Jesus. Nah, my, my lips are stronger. But even worse than that, I think, is if you yeah. go the other way and go, oh, yeah, I don't want to go to that fiery place. I'll say that little prayer. At the last knockings. I'll say it. I'll say it anyway, and yeah. now I'm saved, and I can carry on living how I, I want to be. Because yeah. you that just the work. way you've just explained to me, Jesus is love. He accepts everyone. Praise You're God. You're giving me insurance I'm, policy. Yeah, I'm just going to say that little prayer, and I can carry on doing what I, I do. <laughs> but you know, it, it, the scriptures are clear. It, you know, in, in one Corinthians, it says, "For you were bought with a price." He says, "Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's." So God, all of a sudden, gracious, from, you know, to, to get salvation, Ben, you've gone from being a son of the world to a son of God. Amen. Right. And that pulls you out of the world. And as we've quite rightly said <laughs> in these scriptures, you should not be living that life. Now, it doesn't happen all at once, but if if... If you're working every day to give a little bit more of the old life yeah, back, yeah, yeah, to yeah. accept a little bit more of Jesus, Amen. then that's what that's that, that's the journey of Christianity. That's the journey. It reminds oh, me, wretched man am I? Yeah, it reminds me, Ben, of that great parable that Jesus said, where a, um, a father came in, he had two sons, and he said to one, <laughs> uh, "You, you come and work with me today." And the, and the son said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be there, father." And he said to the other one, will you come and work with me? And the other one said, no, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. And then the first one thought, oh, no, I'm not going no, to bother. <laughs> and then the second one thought, oh, I'll better go. I'll better go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that, doesn't it? 
you know, it's exactly the same as that. Let me let, let me read you a little scripture from a really happy text, Job chapter nineteen. <laughs> Don't go near that book, Job nineteen. We don't like that book. No, no. Verse twenty five <laughs> and twenty six. It says, "I know that my redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand on the earth." This is Job speaking this before Christ came into being. When you think what what this man went through, what he had stripped back, and he said, oh, that he slay me, I will still praise him. Now, Job is is saying this. Now, this is, is a few hundred years before Christ comes to the earth. So when he says he will, he will stand on the earth, this, this is a really powerful text because what Job is saying he is saying that there will be someone in physical form that will stand because God has... Now, hold hold your thoughts a minute, everyone. When I say God has no physical form, in his Godhead, he has no physical form. But in Galatians, he says Christ is the image of the invisible God. So when Job mentions this text in Job chapter 19, verse 25 to 26... I know that my Redeemer lives. Right, so if he knows his Redeemer lives, who is he pointing to? He's talking about God. So I know my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand on the earth. So Job is speaking very powerfully and very prophetically about God and God becoming Christ. Because he says he will stand. You can only stand if you've got legs. Now, this, this, this is really deep, right? He says he will stand <laughs> on the earth. I'm losing myself with this. And, he's, and then this, this, this makes me shudder. Verse 26 of Job chapter 19. After my skin has been destroyed. We put so much weight on the flesh in us, don't we? After my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh... I will see this God. I've got to die to my skin. Job is quoting text that hasn't even come into being. Your Redeemer saved you before your skin even was breathed into being. You were saved before the foundation of the world. I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. The psalmist writes so powerfully where he says... Uh, what God says, He's God. But I'm going to paraphrase a bit here, and I can't pinpoint the text. I'll have a look in a moment. But God says, "Before you even spoke your words, I knew the way you were going to tread. Before your actions came into being, I knew which path you would tread. You can't run. No, you can't, you can't hide. Run. You can't. You can't do anything. You can't. You can't escape him. If escape. I die, I face him. If I live. I face him. The scripture says in Psalms, if I was to die and to go to the lowest place of the earth, you'll be there. If I was to to ascend to the highest heavens across the universe, you'll be there. If I go to the north, the east, the south, you will, will, will be there. I cannot escape what the psalmist says, your presence. You can't escape the presence of, of the Lord, Ben. And He's redeemed you, Simon. And he's me. redeemed us, yeah. And he's redeemed every single one of us but it's our choice whether or not we still accept him or mm. or we say no it's still it's still a, a choice and and so you know we've really outlawed the little prayer that the little um yeah. salvation prayer so what 
do we have to do to be saved? Well, it's it's quite a, it's quite a deep tech, quite a deep it, conversation we're in because we could talk about this literally for eternity. Because when it says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, I can only call when He has come. Because what it says is, while I was still sinning, He saved me in my darkest hour. When I was in the now, when I was in my darkest place, I wasn't thinking about God. So God comes in and rescues. So God rescues the human heart. God rescues the human soul. I think I think you said it there. I think, I think it's a heart thing, isn't it? It's, it's the heart. really definitely a heart thing. I mean, yeah. it's not a head thing. It's a heart thing. And it's you quite, said it, Simon. Yeah, you got it right. Quite. We have to, yes, we have to confess. We have, mm. have to uh, realise that we've gone astray. We have sinned. We've done wrong against uh, Almighty God. But that's after he presents himself to us. So that's the Saul-Saul moment on the road to Damascus. Because Saul wasn't interested in following God. He no, there has to be a revelation Praise God. That, yes. That, that, yes. That, that we God is sinners. revealed. He has to, and then, and then, not only do we have to say, "Father, uh, you know, forgive me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sinner. This is what I've done." We we have to <laughs> do go further than that, don't we? So, what does Revelation do? Revelation reveals. What does it reveal? It reveals God, and it reveals a wretched man am I? Why do I do the things I hate, and why do I do the things I can't do? Why, why, why do I do the things I, that God wants me to do? So Paul writes very clearly, doesn't he? A wretched man am I. So there has to be repentance, Ben. And when's repentance happening? Well, repentance happens... Every... Every single... Hour. Yeah, totally. Every mu- it's a lifelong so experience. We Completely, because quite rightly, as you said, that the Roman 7 Christian in us will yeah. keep going back and doing the same thing. So, but, so we have to... Daily repent on a daily basis. Father, I want to just take a little more step to you. Forgive me and I'll give you that. I don't want to stay the same. Because what's the reward, Ben? What's the reward? Listen to this. Listen to this. Come on, fire it. In in 2 Corinthians, Ben, he says, No eye has seen, nor, nor ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man those things which God has prepared for those who love him. So there has to be a love, doesn't there? It can't just be a cold... Cold recital prayer. No, it has to be a love. So, so right, let's try and get a bit more of an understanding on this. So, religion is in the head. Yeah. Salvation and the love of God is in the heart. And it drops down to the heart. And it drops down. But religion, it can't drop down because religion is controlling. Religion is every denomination, and every denomination is saying, we are the church and you're not. There has to come a point when each of us have to go through that garden of Gethsemane. Strip me back, Jesus. Each of us have to get on our knees, on our face, in a Strip private me back, place. Jesus. Father, not, not my will, but your will be done. Take, take this life. Take it. Have I got the gonads to say, Lord, strip me back? Have I seriously? Have you? Have I seriously? We can use all the religious language. We we can use all the religious strap lines. But have I really got 
the David Beckhams to go, God, you've got to strip me back because this me, this me is not good me. But then God goes, but I love you. I created. I know your character. And, and, and it, uh, so it's it's up, turned upside it down turned again, upside down. straight away. It's completely turned upside down because I on, didn't uh, rescue you when uh, you was holy. Because Ben, you'll never be holy. No, you're on your knees. You're on your knees saying, "Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy." But and God's saying, "That's uh, my son. I love you, my prodigal son. He's coming home." And that's the father's arms are always open. But the fact that you've actually done that and opened your heart and said, "Father." You know, forgive me, I'm your son, forgive me. Believe and confess. Believe you know, and confess. I was outside, I think I mentioned it before, but I was outside of prison, not too far away from here. Usually um, you're in them. <laughs> and I was going to uh, speak to the inmates on a Sunday morning, and I, I hadn't had a good week, you know, I'd been all over the place uh, spiritually, and uh, I said to Father, I, I just don't, I'm not in a good place for this today. Mm. I'm not right for this today, and, and I just felt he'd come back, and, and in my spirit he said, when have you ever been right? Because it's the truth. It's the truth, Simon. When have you God ever spoke been to right? your spirit, Simon. When have you ever been right? When have you ever been right? And there's a fellow, I, was, I spoke I spoke um, uh, a couple of weeks ago in Colchester, and a fellow said, Simon, do you ever think you can be fully sanctified, fully? And the answer's no. The answer's no. I can't then, even spell it? the word, let alone get to it. Yeah, no, the answer's no. no. Because there's always another level. Pick up your cross. Do I pick it up once? No. Daily, <laughs> hourly, secondly, momently. No. Now, counsellors, people in the world will go, will look at this and go, "You're off your trolley." You're because motivational and the world will tell you you're great, you're wonderful, you are beautiful, you are handsome. Yes, 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 yes. You can do it. You're an achiever. You are. When actually, it's creating a vacuum inside of everyone. Because there's no fulfilment in material possessions. The fulfilment is is in redemption and the Redeemer and the blood of Jesus. And, yeah, totally. See, we were not made to worship ourselves. Ourselves. And we were not worship, I made heard to... I I was. And we were not preachers. made for anybody else to worship us and we were not made to worship anybody else apart from... God. The Father, so what are we? Jesus Christ. Simon has said another word. We are worshippers. Worshippers of who? Worshippers of spirit and in truth. The scripture says, when you come to worship me, you worship in spirit and in truth. What spirit? What truth? There is only one truth. There are many spirits, but I can worship in many spirits. You go to different ministries and churches, you'll be worshipping in the Kundalini spirit. And before you know it, the pastor will be giving you a dog biscuit because you'll be barking. You know, there are certain spirits that you've got to be careful of. Your your body is a gateway. But what I've got to remember is very clearly, I'm saved. You're saved. So I'm not a gateway in that aspect because... Greater is he that is in me than he that he is, is in, in the, the world. world. Yeah, and, and you are redeemed. You've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. What it took for him to redeem you, we have to remember, we have to take take very, very seriously. We are everything with Christ and nothing without him. And when the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ, that's what it means. Oh. I can do all things through Christ because 
Christ is now I living am. in me. Christ is living in me. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. You've been he redeemed. He saved me. He He's, washed me. He, he cleansed He, he, he. So it's more than just a little prayer. It's more than oh, just Simon. Put, putting your hands up and walking oh, down the front. It's more than all that because Didgeridoos. it's a way, it's a complete, you're a citizen now of the kingdom of God. How can these lips, how can my voice box, how can I have the power over this eternal God? It's impossible, isn't it? Look at Jonah. You're going to get and do what I've called you to do, Jonah. Jonah thought that in his full strength, he could run and run and run. Humanity can't run from God. There's coming a time when there's going to be, I will use the word collision, because it's the easiest way to describe it, when the earthly body is going to meet the eternal God. And that's what happened to Saul, Saul, on the road uh, to Emmaus. No, sorry, to Damascus. The Emmaus road was with the two two guys that was walking with Christ that had their eyes hidden from the Messiah. So, so when God, God and um, uh, Paul, their two worlds collided. Let's put it like that: the spiritual world, the the God of all, came and he visited Paul, and he said, "Paul, Paul, why do you persecute me?" It's coming a point when the church is really going to collide with the Holy God. There's coming a point when the church will fall on its face and suddenly realise the acting and the showmanship has no eternal value. There's coming judgment. Judgment is coming. The sword is coming to the church. And the thing is, you know, we, we, we look at the world and go, Jesus, come back, you know, and... Uh, He'll be coming back. He's not coming back to save. He's coming back to to judge, isn't it? To divide. And then on that day, you know, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But you know, I just want to maybe finish yeah. with with this, Ben. Is that I when I I made I made a decision to accept Jesus Christ into my life to be the to be my my Lord and and Savior. Well. I said a prayer. I said a prayer with um, with Nicky Gumble down at um, and Holy Trinity Brompton, but it took m- months for the yeah. realization of so, that to yeah. happen. And, yeah. and and what I'd say really is that what happens is, Ben, people are being led in this prayer. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. but there's no follow up. There's no. no one coming around, no, no one putting their arm around, no one walking with them from that moment in time saying, yeah, ain't a bad start, but this is what it means. This is what it means. Yeah. No one giving a full gospel presentation about yeah. death and life, about sin and repentance, yeah. about acceptance, mm. about yeah, love right. through that. There's no one coming around. You're not then adapted into a embraced into a family where where people are walking with you and showing you discipling you you see <laughs> jesus said he didn't say uh, go out into the world and make make converts then he said go out into the world and make disciples yes so what we're doing is we're making converts to sit in churches to sit on seats to tithe to churches 
we're making we're not making disciples. Cotton wool Christianity. It's a different Jesus, Ben. Yeah. It's yeah. a different Jesus. If you see some of the the prosperity stuff that goes on in shameful. It's shameful. And and it'll say we believe that if you said that prayer your your name is written in the Lamb's Book of It's it's now leading it people. Quid. Yeah, it's leading people down a wrong mm. the wide road. The wide road. When Jesus said it's very hard because the narrow road is very narrow. The psalmist says this hundred and eleven verse nine. He sent redemption unto his people. He sent it. We are redeemed because of him. And as Simon said, it's a narrow path following Jesus. The church is on the wide. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to say that 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 there needs there needs to be a, a almost a re, uh, a move within the church where where brothers and sisters are going to stand up and go. I'm not having this no more. I'm not going to come under this this treacle. This 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 preaching that that, that is giving me a license to live and to 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 live in a in a vile mess i need i need to know that my redeemer lives i need to know because i'm a sinful man and you know what the more i tell myself i'm sinful the more freer i get because i'm i'm speaking everything out i'm exposing everything and when everything is exposed the devil can't work there we go that's we're in that's redemption that's redemption you have been bought with a price but not just to say a little prayer and run to the front. It's frightening, isn't it? You've been bought with a price to be accepted into the kingdom of God, to be a citizen of the kingdom, to love and and be loved. Christ had to die for us to live. That's it. He summed it up. You've been listening to Simon Pinchbeck, myself, Reverend Ben Cooper, the redeemed of the Lord. Do you know that your Redeemer lives and because he lives you can face tomorrow? Psalm 119 verse 9. He sent redemption unto his people. He sent it. He saved us. Nothing to do with religion or the church. All because of Christ. You've been listening to Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. You can find us in many social uh, platforms and uh, please just share everything that comes out. Any feedback, we really would value your feedback. Have a great day. Remembering where we are. We're at the passing over. The blood will be a sign. Are you washed in the blood of Jesus? God bless. In Jesus' name. Amen.